right, everyone. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Strictly Hip Hop. I am here in Atlanta with some of my guys. For them, it's just a regular Tuesday, but for me, this is a very big occasion. I got a lot of people here, a big panel for a big discussion on hip hop. We are halfway through the year, so who better than to get the Avengers of hip hop? We got <laughs> three different networks here. We got Dead End, we got On Deck. I'll let everybody introduce themselves. Go ahead and go around the room. Whenever you guys are ready. I am Spike Lou from the On Deck TV podcast, Realville Media. Man, how did your boy Animal Brown? <coughs> Little horse, sorry L- about that. Long weekend for us. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Uh, it's your boy Nikki Duce, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect, um, representing Dead End Sports, Friends for Second Podcast, No Disrespect Podcast, all of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ken with uh, Dead End Hip Hop um, here. Uh, like I said, uh, Chris is here in Atlanta. Um, recording this in the flesh, um, you know, at uh, Dennis Studio. So we appreciate you yeah. uh, being here, bro. We appreciate the studio. Mike? Mike Seaton, Dennis Hip Hop. All right. All right, everybody. So we are here, and 2019 has been interesting so far. Uh, I know you guys have heard the talk about how the first quarter is very slow, and this quarter seemed to pick up a little bit. We got, you know, Tyler, Khaled, um, Logic, for those that care. Uh, <laughs> Mike's <laughs> face. If you could see the, if Great this was video and you could see Mike's <laughs> face, um, but yeah, so we've had some big drops and we have obviously Chance coming around the corner and Freddie Gibbs and stuff. So it seems like it's starting to pick up. But overall, I want to just talk to you guys. So, at bring up one project. It could be a mixtape, an EP, an album, whatever. Just one mixtape that really interested interested you for whatever reason. Was it surprisingly good? Surprisingly bad? What was something in this quarter one that stood out to you? What was the project? Whoever wants to start. Uh, for me, it was uh, two chains. Rapper go to the league. Okay, I think that that um, that's probably his best project that he's ever dropped. Um, I've been a big two chains fan since he dropped, but this one felt like if you were, if I was to recommend this like a two chains project to a hip hop head, this would be the one, just because it, it he's telling a story. Uh, He's rapping his ass off. The features are really good. For the most part, the features are really good. And it's just very cohesive. So I think that's the one that surprised me the most because I really did like Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. So for him to elevate that and and uptake his bars and stuff like that, I just think it was surprising. That was interesting to me because 2 Chains was an album that I want to go around the room here. And it was an album to me that when I first heard it, I felt let down. Mm. And I still don't know if I feel that. Like, I I think it's a great project. And I like a lot of the substance that he had on a lot of the songs. But to me, I I don't know if it was as good as Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. And that seems to be the consensus is that Pretty Girls Like Trap Music is ranked better. So I'm curious to hear other opinions. Was was anybody else disappointed? Spike, I know you're a big 2 Chainz fan. So, like, were you originally disappointed with the – with that album, or where you at? Where you at with it? No, I was. It was exactly what I wanted from Two Chains as far as lyricism. I, I think that he made this album to prove to other rappers that he could rap. I feel like for a long time, Two Chains was kind of looked at as like maybe a ludicrous something that someone that you don't take as serious. Mm-hmm. And I think it's always meant a lot to him to be considered a, a rapper's rapper. And I think that's what this album was trying to do. And I think that he hit he hit the goal on that as far as. Uh, impressing people with what he put out there with his bars, impressing people with what he put out there with the storytelling, with the whole cohesiveness of the album. I don't think it's his best piece of work, though. Uh, going back, I, I'm a big 2 Chainz fan, so I would say the first, the true album, the 
uh, the first one that he had with the chains on there. I think that first oh, okay. one was the that, that was mine. It had all the hits on there, the Drake, No Lie, and, or whatnot. But I, I do think that he kind of hit that lane and hit that stride where he wanted to. I expect much bigger on the next album and him kind of to play more into the superstar superstardom that he's came into being two chains as opposed to Titty Boy. Okay. Mike, how did you feel about it? I love that two chains album. I agree with Nick hundred percent, man. That's definitely my favorite two chains project. Mm -hmm. He sounded mature. He still had the jokes, yeah. but he was rapping, like really, really rapping. Yeah, he was. And that's what that's mm -hmm. what kinda had it me come around to it too, was that it it was different from Pretty Girls like trap music. I liked Two Chains before that, but that was the album that really got me to really, really like him. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as like a project goes, because like before that I hadn't really dove into true too much and you know, just hearing it once and then and then I, I hadn't really like Collie Grove was okay with Lil Wayne and so I didn't have like a two chains project, but I liked all his features that he was uh dropping leading up mm -hmm. to Pretty Girls. So that one was to me the one that solidified it. So maybe that's why I had different expectations coming into it. But I feel like I feel like uh, as time grows, I've I've grown to like it more. I think there's more substance. There's more versatility too mm -hmm. on that project that that I that I really enjoy. Uh, Animal Brown, did you like that when it first came out? We're gonna give this one a try. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool. Um, I prefer Pretty Girls like trap music. Um, that's more of his lane. It's more of his bag. Uh, when he tries to do or what he did on the last album, it, it, it sometimes comes off as a reach. Uh, I felt like he was trying to get in this 444 vibe. Uh, and, and it worked to a certain extent, but it was a little bit of a letdown. Not a lot of bangers on the album like the Pretty Girls like trap music. And I think 2 Chains works better in the club than necessarily I think that's what it was. Me. I think that's what it was, right? It wasn't the, like, it's a vibe. It wasn't the... Um, it wasn't, wasn't the big amount. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't records like that. It mm -hmm. was more records like Mama, I Hit a Lick, which was very different for a 2 Chains record. It yeah, was... Right. Um, but it I, lo I love that versatility. That's why mm -hmm. it, yeah, when true. you said, like, shocking, like, what stood out, it was like, he's really diversifying his portfolio when it comes to mm -hmm. what he can and can't do. Because a lot of people want to just put him in the club, One and that's why he got great. a lot of pushback for this album, as opposed to Pretty Girls, mm -hmm. like, Trap Music. But for me, like... Threat to society, like there, there was records on here. That I'm like the production, the the way he attacked certain records, even with the features, it was, it was it was impressive. Like, I I, and I think that that's what stands out. I think I agree with that. The only place that I think that I was let down, sort of as a fan, what I'm used to with Two Chains from a marketing aspect, how he marketed the Pretty Girls Like Trap music, I was expecting more. Then you. I think they kind of botched it with the LeBron's going to A&R it and, mm -hmm. and doing yeah. the, we're going to drop a, a an additional one that never came out. I think those things kind of took away from it and didn't let the album hang around as long as Pretty Girls Like Trap Music. Like, we haven't heard a follow-up single. There isn't anything around that album that boosted it up like the other album. So I do agree with you guys on that. Okay. But, I, the, the, I mean, like, the quality is there. I just don't, everything's surrounding it. I think Def Jam dropped the ball. All right, that's a fair point. Uh, Mike, I'll let you, because I know you're a bit on a time crunch here. So what what was one project that stood out to you for whatever reason? Again, it could be it could because it pleasantly surprised you, because it disappointed you, just because it was a big release. Like, what was something that stood out to you this year so far? That, I, <clears throat> that Billy Woods project definitely stood out to me a lot. Um, I don't know if anybody here really listens to Billy Woods besides um, me and Ken, but... Um, yeah, that one was definitely a, a banger for me just because we haven't heard Billy Woods be this vulnerable and all that, and he, he delivered such a quality project. And 
we haven't done our mid-year yet, and I'm still trying to figure out who's going to be in that number one spot. But um, Billy Woods is definitely, definitely a contender. Okay, yeah, I personally myself haven't heard that project, so kind of sell, sell, sell me on it, like why, why I would like it. Um, he's a really esoteric rapper. Um, he sounds very, um, he sounds very New York. Um, he's very wordy. He's one of those types that you have to sit down with a dictionary and try <laughs> okay. to work out what he's talking about. But this time around, he was speaking from a very vulnerable place. That's not typically what he does. Usually he just kind of talks about political issues or social issues, but this time a lot of it was very personal and it's not something that I really expected from him. And it's just when he when he raps, I feel like everything else just stops and you just pay attention to every single thing that comes out of his mouth, mainly because you want to work out what he's talking about, but also he just has that commanding voice. And this time around, I feel like he just put out the perfect project. Like there's not a sleeper on the whole thing. Like it's really from front to back. It's just it hits you over the head over and over and over and over again. And when I'm driving around listening to it, the whole time I'm just making this face like, God damn, like how does he come up with these concepts? But yeah, Billy Woods, um, Hiding Places is just definitely at the top of my list. Well, that definitely sold, sold me on it, Ken. <laughs> I mean, I know you're the only you're the one that listened to it as well. Do you have anything to piggyback off that? Or I mean, he, he nailed it, man. Um, it's one of the best projects this year um, with the production that Kenny Siegel provided to him. Um, was just perfect, and, and they mesh so well um, when it comes to his voice over his beats, and I think that's just another layer that's added to to that album. So um, if you guys are listening to this, you definitely need to go check it out if you're into that type of hip-hop. Even if you're not, I think you should probably just give it a listen. Hmm. I love okay. it. Okay, well, Ken, what's a project of, of yours that, that interested you so far in 2019? Um, Billy Woods was one. I'm um, glad Mike touched on that. So I'll add to the conversation Quelle Chris's Guns. Oh, yeah. Um, man, like that album just spoke to Quelle Chris's ability to just just his, his artistic creativity because he has so many albums that sound so different from each other. And this one was another one where he, he has – uh, a West Coast sounding song in there that put me in the mind of Spice One. He has some soulful joints on there. I think it's Bossa Weedies. Um, he has the Obamacare joint on there, which is just knocking and, and hard hitting. And the whole album itself is just so diverse and topical, too. It's just not, I'm just on here rapping. Like, you know, if you can tell from the, the album, is, the title itself, Guns, like he's addressing issues on there as well. And using guns as a metaphor for a number of issues that's affecting society, like Obamacare is obviously about the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, and uh, what is that track? Um, hold on, I gotta look it up. And there's another one that's just talking about, you know, street shit. Um, Mind your business. Mm -hmm. You know, is another one, man, where it's just, you know, so Guns by Quelle Chris, if people haven't heard it, it's probably one of the slept on projects of the year. Um, it's incredibly dope. And, you know, um, a la Billy Woods, he has a voice that is not as strong and forceful as commanding, but I think it's unique enough that makes you pay attention to how he's rapping and the things that he's saying. 
So, uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll add that to the conversation. Okay, let's hear from the on-deck side, Animal Brown, <laughs> Spike Lou. Uh, what's something that stood out to you so far? Um, <clears throat> I would say that currency, Gran Turismo, Yes. Um, hemostatic selector. Every time I want to count currency out and say this is going to be the project that I'm over him and that he should probably slow down, he always throws one of these out at me. I can ride to this. It's top down. Um, L.A., you know, Miami, which is Atlanta right now, uh, weather, music. So him, and then even the week before that, he dropped one with London Drugs and um, Jay Worthy. It was called uh, Umbrella Symphony. Could give you that same vibe, sample heavy. Uh, every time, I'm telling you, and Luke can attest to this, I say this every time Currency drops a project and I listen to it, it surprises me because, again, I think how many times can you drop? Can, can he, because I don't look at him as being super versatile, mm-hmm. but he stays in his lane and he does it well. So he's kind of like a role player in the NBA. Uh, he doesn't yeah. try to go outside his box and do too much, but it always works and he's consistent. So it, just, it surprises me every time. And these two projects were, were you know, it didn't change. Yeah, I agree. Gran Turismo was super dope. Yeah, FIFA was telling me about that last week. Um, you know, he was like, man, yeah, you got to listen to it. And he actually wanted us to do a one-on-one. Um, I was interested because that is Lester. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Like, I want to yeah. hear that. But yeah. Yeah. Currency is currency. <laughs> it's currency, right? Yeah. I think right. I think two things about that I, that I definitely agree with you. When people see currencies, they're like, oh, another mixtape. You know what I'm saying? But also, I do think – He's able to mix it up enough to where if you do check out the ones that he drops, you're like, okay, I see why last month you did that and this month you're doing this and next month you got another one coming. Uh, Primarily just to feed that fan base. So I I do agree with you. That was a pretty dope one. But sometimes I do lose interest in currency. Um, For mine, I think I'll play Prisoner of the Moment here and go with Jim Jones, uh, the El Capo Mm -hmm. album. Uh, I'm very surprised by that one being that – I was a very big Dipset fan, and Cameron, one of my favorite lyricists ever. To see Jim Jones as the one that's sticking around, still putting out good music, still semi-relevant for his class of of hip-hop artists that he's in right now, I'm just surprised. I'm surprised that the music is still good. I'm surprised that he and Heatmakers were able to get together and put together that almost old Dipset feel. I wish there was more Cameron around it just to give you an all-the-way old feel, but nonetheless, Jim Jones has came through consistently even through the time that he wasn't around at the time that he we, we kind of he was quiet for Jim Jones I know we were at Revolt a couple years ago and kind of made fun about him hanging out in the lobby for six or seven hours straight alluding him not to have nothing to do but mm. we was just <laughs> being funny being facetious and whatnot but I like the work that Jim has done signing with Rock Nation lately figuring out how to be relevant as a 40 plus hip-hop artist I think that's very important in 2019 because as hip-hop grows there's a fan base that grows with the older artists that still want to hear that they still want to hear from them and I think he's servicing that crowd and it's almost a new lane for people like adult rap grown up Mm -hmm. street hip-hop rap that you want to hear so I'm gonna go with Jim Jones yeah that's a phenomenal album I was telling Ken about it yesterday um I don't know have you gotten a chance to listen to it yet no, and I keep hearing good things. He's about still it, positive because of Jim Jones. I'm not rushing, <laughs> and that's the thing about it. I ain't saying Jimmy gonna bar you down anything. You guys name some. I'm gonna go check out what you guys name, and I know that's like rap, rap. But this, as far as just like the music and knowing what Jim Jones is, mm. I, the way I like he it. comes across too. Like he just he his vocals like just cut through. It's kind of like a I know I know Mike wasn't um, 
wasn't really the biggest, like as far as the album review of Victory Lap, but Nipsey Hustle, like the way you just kind of feel the words when they cut through, like they cut through, and I feel like that Jim Jones kind of gives me that feeling, right? Of I like just, it's just, I just can't believe it's 2019 and somebody say, like, hey Jimmy man, you Jones. need to hear that Jimmy Jim Jones album. Yeah. I promise you, though. and I group, we have a group chat that we do with the rest of the guys from my network, and someone's like, hey man, you need to listen to that Jim Jones. I was like, relax, bro. Like, I'm not <laughs> listening that to the, that Jim Jones. Is that the reason why? Is it be? Is it because I he's, went in with low expectations? Exactly, yeah, that's, what I mean. that, that's part of it too, you know. But mm-hmm. I will say, I'm a big fan of of Hustlers Pwn Me. I'm a big fan of uh, Harlem Diary. Like all of those albums hit to me. Like even the first one, uh, On My Way to Church. Like I've liked Jim Jones, just that whole persona that he had since he came out. So there were low expectations based off the recent ones, but I do like his catalog okay. overall. So it still holds up. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. I I personally came into it with high expectations because I heard I was like Ken like everybody was telling me you have to check this out so i came in like okay this is gonna be a great album and when i listened to it man it was it it, it was really incredible it felt like all the way through uh it, it felt like it felt like every record was entertaining um i could see why i could see why the whole listen like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna listen to that album front to back again but it was just after record after record like i wasn't trying to skip to the next record mm-hmm. or you know, waiting. So I, I definitely recommend that. And that's near the top of my list when it comes to the, to the midway point. So I definitely, I definitely recommend that. What was your record? My record. I mean, excuse me, your album. Yeah. My, my record was, was Boogie's, uh, everything's for sale. Man, you, um, I don't know how many have heard that, but yeah. you, you put yeah. me on, I, I'd heard it earlier and you made me, you reminded yeah. me yesterday. He put me on to it. Right, Animal exactly. Brown put me yeah. on to it. Cause I like that album. Um, Animal Brown first mentioned it like, and it was like, I seen like a clip of like fresh for dummies. I think when you were like, Boogie got the album of the year. That's how you know it's been slow. Yep. And so I was like, <laughs> so I was like, so I was like, okay, okay. And then my friend Will Gill of the Hip Hop Review Podcast like texted me and he's like, yo, that's my number one album this year. And so it dropped in January, and I didn't check it out till probably like March or April. And man, that album is incredible. Talk about it. Talk about a journey, and it sounds like it sounds like that's what the, the what the Gun album is a lot too, right? Is is a is a journey. And this boogie, the way he, the way the production changes every song, the way his mm-hmm. his flows, his cadences, I mean, it feels like that is as enjoyable of a front to back album listen as there is so far, in my opinion, to the, in 2019. Of all the albums I've listened to, that's the one I would be most likely to play front to back on, on my own free will. Mm-hmm. I recommend you? that NBA Live too on there. That's oh yeah, like. Nin- in '95, yeah, Live '95, yeah, that shit is hard. Yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say, Ken? Oh, I was just wondering if you had heard it or listened to it in uh, in January when it dropped. Would it mm. still carry hold up to this yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I would say I would say pretty confidently yes, because even though I may have heard it in March or April, and the way music is processed now with everything, because I'm somebody who listens to every Thursday night. Me and my best friend, we link up and we listen to all the albums that drop, um, or as many of them as like catch our radar. And so I would say the fact that it's lasted two months to me is a very strong indication because there's a lot of albums that don't make it past a mm. month for me beyond a certain record, beyond certain records. But last week I listened to that whole album front to back. So okay. I would say pretty confidently, yeah. But does that does that speak on this year? And again, you, you started off the show with saying like it's a slow year. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're all talking about, oh. We, we trying to find, yeah, we, we scraping yeah, the to, barrel. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's like when LeBron is out the playoffs. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, Lillard good. I, yeah, yeah, I, I can guess. still watch it, oh, but yeah. it's, I'm missing something. I totally like, agree with So that. I just, 
it kind of feels a little back. These are like backhanded compliment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I, think. I th- th- oh no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I, I was gonna say I think a lot has to do with last year. Last year we were all on our, all our platforms. When I checked out the content, everybody was raving about back to back to back. We had major releases, major drops, major artists were coming out. It seemed like weekly, mm-hmm. and now we're kind of getting the backlash of that. Like, damn, where everybody at? Like the block is <laughs> yeah, the block is empty right now. So I, I agree with that. I was just gonna say I don't I I keep hearing people say that the year has been slow mm. and I don't think it has I think maybe when it comes to certain avenues of rap it's mm-hmm. been slow but I think if you're if you have your nose in everything then I don't think it's really been that slow of a year I definitely think that and I know underground rappers don't like being called underground but fuck <laughs> it y'all are underground I think <laughs> underground rappers have definitely been on their shit this year I mm. think a lot of people have dropped great albums. I definitely think there's a lull when it comes to the mainstream rap, especially yeah. the people that people are looking for, like the J. Coles, the Kendricks. Those kind of folks have not really been speaking much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're nutting up for something at the end of the year mm-hmm. or if they really don't have anything planned at all. I mean, does J. Cole have something? Doesn't he have like a... Yeah. Well, he's got the, that, the, that the compilation. compilation's on the way. But besides that, does he have yeah, like an actual project? Yeah, he Edward. It was okay, supposed so. to be the Kill Edward, his alter ego but also the, type thing. the off-season yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. The off-season oh. thing. Because remember, it was like... Um, it was like the end of his last album off. was the fall off, mm-hmm. and then when he put that album of the year freestyle out, the cover art had on the back of it like the all leads road to the off season or whatever. Okay, so, so he's like, planning something. So something is in the air, and so we'll we'll kind of get to that later. I'll kind of go mm-hmm. through and parse through some of the stuff I've have heard is coming, and then we'll see if we're interested in that. But yeah, I think it's been a good year so far. Well, for, that, yeah, yeah. For I, indie rap. Now that you mention it, it does, mainstream was last year, underground was this, this year. You've seen a yeah. lot of like yeah. underground bubbling artists, like even like Crit is about to drop something, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's like the king of underground. Right. So, right. Um, it, yeah, I, I understand that now. So if you like underground mm-hmm. hip hop, and still I think rocking. this year, I think yeah. that's where hip hop's at too, right? Like it's elevated to a level where it where every crowd can be uh, can be pretty satisfied for the most mm-hmm. part consistently because. We're getting, like you said, you know, we're getting. Last year was a big mainstream year, and that, and as a result, there was a lot of records. I'm still finding records that dropped in 2018 that I didn't hear yet, yeah. and I'm listening to them in 2019 and enjoying them. And you know, whereas this year, you know, you're saying like you're saying like there's a lot of promise and there's a lot of great content in the underground. I think that's where we're at in hip hop. I think hip hop is so diverse now that you can find your lane. But the reason I I preface it is again, it's through the mainstream. It's mm-hmm. through the it's through the lens of yeah, there is no, there is no Cole, there, there is no Drake yet, there is no Kendrick yet. Uh, we were told Big Sean was coming soon. We still haven't gotten that. So keep it telling seems us, like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I know. It was yeah, an April Fool's joke. Us, yeah. Yeah. Us, right? Big Sean's yeah. coming. He's still, he's still uh, laboring from that Kendrick ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, man. I asked you guys this, and uh, Chris and I talked about it a little bit as far as real estate and DJ Khaled with that album. Going back to the mainstream, do you guys think it's because people are scared to to lose that top tier? People want people are so focused on the numbers. Like we just had Cali Cali going in mad because he came in at two. I think that there's a discussion to be had as to why people are holding back because they can't catch that wave, they can't catch that drift. Like Kanye floated some stuff out there. People have been semi-responsive to it. Drake's biggest reactions this year haven't came from music. Not that he's put anything out, but it's been basketball stuff. You know him. I, I, are oh, people you got Animal scared. Brown hot right now. If he had, <laughs> his, if he had so his voice, he'd be going in. <laughs> I, I think the artists are kind of scared as to they don't know how 
how much of the meter that they're going to move, especially in yes. the mainstream now. Yes. So they're like, I'm gonna wait. Yeah, you know what I, I was, mean, I ain't, I ain't doing nothing until I figure out who has the new vibe or who has the new thing out there. Then we'll roll off that because I feel like Khaled missed that. He didn't have a lot of the big names, and we talked about that on his album. Like there was no Drake, there was no uh, Kendrick Lamar, there was no kind. Like he usually has a heavy hit or a big single, and I feel like everybody kept that from him this time, and he kind of suffered from that. And now I feel like everybody's like, well, I want to see how it goes for you before I come out. So. I, th- I think it's more about people. They want both now. They mm-hmm. want the top charts and they want the critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to do both. I yep. mean, you heard Schoolboy come out saying everybody liked Blank Face critically, but it didn't sell as much as Oxymoron. That's True. why when he came out with Crash Talk, it was like a mainstream album. So I guess maybe some people liked it, but the critics didn't really care for it. So I think people are trying to f- navigate through this new wave of like streaming or and like yeah. how can i get my numbers up but also Agreed. still keep you interested artistically from like what i'm putting out because with dj Khaled, i mean he's just a he's a playlist uh type of curator yeah, that's what he is so that's kind of getting old now People i think the, hear focus, something new. the focus on the number is adding too much uncertainty to the music it's like we don't know what to do because we want to make sure we hit that number one spot because whatever that means in my contract if it means i can negotiate to get my masters at a later point in time if it means that next time i come to the table i get more points on my deal I feel like the business is kind of taken away from just mainstream artists at that. Just throwing across stuff the out board, there. though, or do you think just that's mainstream? Really just a just thing? Mainstream. I mean, I'm, I'm still talking about mainstream. Like, I don't uh. think Kendrick is looking at things that way. I don't think Cole looks at things that way. I don't even think Kanye looks at things that way. I think Khaled does because Khaled is not really He's a not musician. He's I, not really an artist. For Kendrick, I would say no because of the structure of TDE. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that he kind of has a safe place as to where I can lay back for two years and yeah. I don't have to worry about it. I would disagree with you, though, on Kanye. I think Kanye, and it's also because I'm hmm. not a big Kanye fan, okay. but uh, I, I think that he kind of, He's going in, going out, trying to see what's going to hit, what's going to translate to the music as opposed to the music translating to everything else. And I mean that by sneak diss and Drake, going back and forth thinking, oh, this will catch on, then I can drop music behind this. That didn't happen. Doing the Coachella through the the lens thing and the whole Sunday service thing. Uh And it was kind of a wave, but it wasn't what I want to be as far as Kanye West when I drop. Mm. Like I, I feel like that he wants to be in a place where I can still do a million the first week, or I can still do that, and I don't think that that goal, he can hit it. So he's wondering how to hit that. How can I cause as much stuff on social media, interaction, engagements, to make sure that I'm still a top-tier artist when I drop? I don't really see that with Kanye. Just stop talking. I agree with you. You know, so... But I don't think he knows it yet. I don't don't even think it's that simple. I don't think the music that he's putting out is number one material. I agree with that as well. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think that Kanye, anymore at least, I don't think he sits down and writes an album to say, I want a number one spot. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I I think that fuels everything else. I think that he wants a number one spot simply because you then say Kanye number one selling artist behind Yeezy behind whatever else that he's trying to do or dates Kim Kardashian I do agree with you that he's not as passionate about the music anymore but I think that he thinks it well it does fuels everything else so I still have to be this Kanye West God this Kanye West musical genius Mm -hmm. in order for Yeezy to be successful I feel like he thinks that everybody wants their moment I Mm -hmm. feel like and and that's where the co- you see certain compromises happen, right? It's for, it's for whether it's on the music end or the promotional end, um, or even just the content that they say around the album. I think that uh, 
when you're talking about having a moment, everybody wants to be like Game of Thrones where you're talking about it every mm-hmm. week. It's, it lasts longer than what it really is instead of just a flash in the pan, like, oh, you just dropped an album. All right, now on to the next one right. next week. So when you see artists like Khaled, because like you said, Khaled's been used to selling or having big records. He used records. to be in the best. He's not that no more. Right. So like now it's like, what do I do now? How do I, like Snapchat is old like now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't keep doing that type of stuff. Along with yeah. Kanye Khaled, I would add Nicki Minaj to that. I think she's suffering from the same thing as well right now. So I, I, I mean, those are just the people I feel like that they're they're reaching it, and we see them in the headlines for stuff other than the music. They're talented, like regardless of if Khaled's a playlist guy or whatever, he does curate great music. But I think that he's lost a touch in that, and he's suffering from it, and trying to figure it out through social media, just like Nicki mm-hmm. and Kanye are. See the difference. I keep, hate to keep going back to Kanye. I think Me too. If, I think I know. I feel you. <laughs> but I think if Kanye really wanted to write number one album material, I think he could. I don't think that his music now is not as good as before because he's losing talent. Mm-hmm. I think it's because his head is fucked up. I agree with you. And that, I think that if he point. if his head wasn't fucked up, and if he was like, "Yo, I know what's popular right now," I think Kanye could easily go back in there. I, I agree don't think with you. he. I don't I think he you. wants yeah. to. He just he's trying to be a jack of all trades. Exactly. And, and that's not. He's fitting. not a master of none I anymore. Agree like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like agree he used with to you. be like that producer, that rapper. Yes. That you could like anything that he touches. You be like, all right, I'm gonna listen to it just off the strength. Right. Because Kanye And now it. he's he's disintegrated a little bit because yep. he's trying to get the shoes off. He's trying to get more into fashion. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to do other things. And it's like, bro, like not to say focus on the music, but that's what made you, and that's why we love you. So kind of like. I mean, it's my basically saying like get back. My sentiments Kanye. exactly, and run for president. So. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. He want to do all of it. It's like you're to talking do too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't even I think agree. he thinks his music is suffering. No, I he think does. He still it, thinks it that is, he though. thinks that it's still the shit. I think that yeah. Kanye is just mm-hmm. trying to do something different. And it's just not translating to the mainstream. We can stop talking about Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but that was a good conversation. I, I, I mean, I definitely see what you guys are saying as well. Yeah, I think the whole real estate thing in hip hop is very interesting. As like artists like Kanye, like that was the whole beef over Pusha T and Drake, right? Or well, Kanye. And the Drake, whole June rollout, like you was, stole my moment, my month. Yeah, because Drake <laughs> Drake announced he was dropping in June, and so when Drake and Drake is Drake is Drake, so he wants to like own a whole month because he's that popular. So Kanye was like, Kanye then announced after the the Wyoming thing that, you know, he's dropping an album every week starting the last week of May and ending up to the very last week of June. And, you know, so that was kind of like the real estate. So that to me shows that the real estate thing like matters, at least among the big acts. Like Mm -hmm. people like Tyler, the creator, Schoolboy Q, like those those guys, they drop whenever, mm-hmm. right? They drop whenever they're they believe that their music is ready or they're ready to make uh, that move. But I don't think I don't I, I don't think that it bothers them as much as it does like the 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 Khaleds and the Drake. But they get uh, hip hop, like you said, since it's expanded so much, people have to be able to drop whenever. Like you look yeah. at Migos, the last two albums they dropped was in the beginning of the year, January. And that's because that's a smart way because no one oh, drops yeah. in the first right. quarter. Really. Yeah. No first big, quarter is slow. Everybody so, like, you own that whole three months. And that's what they did. That's how, you know, culture took off. Yeah. Culture, too, was our, I mean, didn't do as much as culture, but it still had a buzz. So, when you're talking about everybody wants to drop in the summer from, like, you know, May to August, that's crowded. And you, yeah. you have all those big artists or who want to do that, then, yeah, you're going to have some pushback because some of these artists are on the same label. Some yeah. of these artists is, you know, uh, friends and all that. Just so, compete. See, that's I, that, what, that's that's what what I think that's the era that we're from, and that's that, that's what changes. Like we're from the era of like, all right, Jay Z, DMX, and and Nas coming out on the same day, cool. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going mm-hmm. to the CD store anyway. Like I'm gonna pick up all mm-hmm. three of them. I think streaming has taken away from that though, because now we can get everything on our phone. By the time you get to 
the third album that dropped that day, you're like, man, I'm tired of listening to music for I don't think day. it's streaming. Mm-hmm. I think it's more the business. Because like, now you have to have numbers to justify your contract. Like you right. were saying early, like back in the day, you everybody made money, at least from the contract. Now these contracts is 360. You got to do bundle packages. Numbers, yeah. You got to do all this extra stuff to, to solidify like on your label. Like, oh, when... Tyler the Creator drops. He's getting the full. He better have two twenty five. Yeah, he, he got to have his backing. So. But that's why I think this whole Khaled thing is is one. You know, he's he's acting like a baby. But yeah, I think you know to artificially try to create a number one album based on when you release it um, to add to your resume, you know, is is the problem because you can go out and say, yeah, I'm I have the number one album in the country. Well. Yeah, because there wasn't anything yeah, else. You weren't competing dropped. against any any of your mm-hmm. contemporaries. Yeah. So, yeah, it's easy for you to claim that spot because maybe somebody was just hungry for new music. Or maybe there was nothing new to listen to from hip-hop, so they just streamed your shit all day. Right. So, you know, so for him to to be upset about that because he didn't plan properly for Tyler, the creator, and to have a, <laughs> a, a hissy fit about it, yeah. you know, is it, a problem. And I hope it stops with him. It needs to stop with him. Yeah, I think Nikki yeah. drove it in the ground, too. I, like, with I think, Travis? And, yeah, mm-hmm. with the whole Travis yeah, thing. Yeah, I forgot I, she did, she yeah, did the like same she, thing, right? Mm-hmm. exact same thing. I, and I, I think they just spoiled. Like, you guys yeah, are yeah. essentially but saying, But she, like, she's on. competing against Cardi B. So that's why it was her ego and her drive to be better than her is why she wanted the number one True. spot because she wanted to be able to say, hey, I'm the number one artist now and I'm going to be able to knock you Cardi, down. Yeah, the, y- y'all are yeah. claiming this Cardi stuff, but I'm still number one. Yeah, Khaled is all ego. I just want to be the number one. I'm the best, you know, whatever. And yeah. it's also like kind of a, like it, it, check, it humbles you because it's like, I'm a mainstream artist, and this underground artist is outselling me or has the, a bigger the, fan what, what do you call it? The uh, weird shit? Yeah, the exactly. mysterious shit or yeah. whatever? Exactly. This weird shit, Like, yeah. who would have thought Tyler the Creator would outsell DJ Khaled? Right. Tyler considered underground still? No, well, I don't. I didn't think so. Well, I'm, nah. I mean, as far as... As far as how Khaled would look at yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In comparison to Khaled. Like, yeah, can I, can I, before we get off this, I know we're kind of going on a tangent. Is, do you, when do you guys think it switched from, like, when did numbers become so important? Like, I, I don't... I don't Number, recall it. I would say, I would say streaming. Yeah. But amongst the artists, I think. Around that time. Like, around streaming? Around the time of streaming, like, becoming popular, right? Like, it's always been. I mean, but I, I, don't, know, I, don't think I know Jay's remember. always bragged about the numbers and mm-hmm. stuff. Did Jay do it? Jay, Jay bragged about it. the yeah. numbers. Yeah. All of them did it. Yeah. But even I, the underground rappers back then were doing it. Like, oh, I outsold your I went gold. I went platinum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always a thing. The only one I just don't remember being this important. Yeah, true. You're right, you're right, you're right. I think it's more so that I I think more so now than ever we're aware of a lot of the behind the scenes workings. Like we can all see, uh, we can all see. Okay, Khaled's trying to artificially create a number one. I think that's what it is. That's what makes the numbers more prevalent. Is that we're just more aware of how the numbers can be created and manufactured. I don't know. Animal Brown, uh, I want to give you a chance to shine in on this before we move on. So. Like with Ke- with Khaled and stuff and those bigger artists, like, do you think that they are looking at hip hop and as like real estate as like owning certain times or? No, I don't. I don't. Not necessarily. Um, I think there's enough money for everyone at this point, <clears throat> and with the internet, it's opened up the scale uh, a lot more. So you can have fan bases overseas in Iowa. It like it. It doesn't matter. I think there's enough for everybody to eat. To quote uh, the great paid in full, um, everybody, everybody eats beef. So um, I, I don't think it's a it's a big competition like that in terms of real estate. Honestly, I disagree with Lou on that, as we usually do all the time. <laughs> yeah, you guys definitely disagree. All right, let's jump into the next the, the last part of this, um, or the second to last. We'll do we'll do this, and then we'll do uh, and then we'll do like kind of what's coming ahead. So roughly, I know you guys are working out your list. Um, 
I, I know a lot of people are working out their list right now as, as the mid-year wraps up, but we are in the middle of June, so the perfect dead middle of the year. Give us uh, give us some of your, your favorite projects this year. You know, you can, if you want to do five, cool. If you want to only name three and not really order it, uh, go go ahead. I'll just let you guys take the four. So, Mike, I'll start with you. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that's I tough. Well, I got I got Wikipedia pulled up, so I, okay, <laughs> I got the same go. thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. the only one that didn't walk in knowing what y'all are talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, my favorite is I'm gonna go schoolboy. Uh, kind of try to stick to my guns in our very year beginning predictions. I thought that he would be able to take this opportunity and be a bigger artist, uh, more mainstream. Is that's what this conversation has been about a lot? But I think that he would have been able to take that next step, and I don't think that it actually hit that way. With the crash talk, but I do I do like the album still. I do think that he was able to be creative. He was able to show off his skills as an, uh, a, rap, a rapper, which he doesn't get a lot of credit for. I feel like it's a schoolboy, but um, that was one of my favorites. Uh, crash talk, two chains rapper goes to the league. Another bias of mine. I, I st I'm still listening to that. I listened to it on the way over here, so that was one of my favorites. Um, and my last one, surprisingly, uh, Meg The Stallion. Uh, I love what she's been doing uh, social media-wise. I love the whole uh, the environment that she creates for women. Uh, we talked about Cardi. We talked about Nikki and the competitiveness that comes with that. I think that she's all-inclusive, the way that she's able to uh, spread the female movement and have fun and, and also still be able to rap. We, you don't have that debate with her. Is she writing her stuff? If she's not, uh, I, I like the talent. I like that she's having fun. So I'm going to go with those three. And Meg okay. Thee Stallion's album was named Fever. So. Yeah, that was a good <clears throat> album. Ken, you want to go? Um, Logic's Confessions of a Dangerous <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> he said best, not worst of the yeah. year. <laughs> I texted my friend. I was like, that, is, that might be the worst album I heard. Like, me and my friend <laughs> like were ever? just... Yeah, like, like honestly, and, and, wow, ever. <laughs> that's like, a that's a big that's, that's a big thing to say. Logic gonna see you, man. Like yeah. I was just I I was just like like that. You know what lost me was that clickbait song when he tried to sound like Lil Uzi, mm. and the one that's like you are, amazing, like you are did, amazing, you are amazing. Did y'all know that like that's how he started rapping though? Like he had a uh, episode podcast on how I built this, and he talked about how he just even got into rap. So he would go to YouTube and just emulate every rapper style. Yeah, it's that, obvious. That's, and that's yeah, how that's how he that, learned. So much sense. That's how he learned to rap. Like he would emulate every rapper style, and he and his manager would go back, and his manager would tell him how. It you know what's funny? Because I was, I think I was talking to somebody, and um, and I was saying that Logic really isn't a rapper. Yeah, and that sounds, which sounds crazy. He's a scroll. He <laughs> <laughs> like the dude that did a song about like the Michael Jackson song, where the I'm fat. What's the dude that do all the oh, weird, weird Al? Weird Al. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. he is. He like Weird Al. 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why you know as his career is going on, I've, I've, when I look at him, I'm like, he don't fit in hip hop, and like hip hop, Damn. people don't really fuck with him like that. Mm -hmm. And you could just, yeah. you could just tell, man. Like the culture knows. Yeah. And you know, so to your earlier point, it the the internet. Open up hip hop, so he's able to carve out a pocket of fans to be able to sell and be successful. Yep, mm -hmm. but like Russ, also Russ, yeah, he's a, he's another one. Yep. Yeah, that, that's oh, hanging God. on. So, but so because they're able to do that, you know, they're and under the guise of rap or hip hop. Yeah, then you know. They look, I mean, they are hip-hop artists, but you're just not really Allegedly. like them. Yeah. Right. Damn. Y'all beat anyway. up on Bobby. Um, Man, this is supposed to be your best list. You over here shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, give me your, give me your I've, list. I've been on this for a minute, so it's all starting to come to light. <laughs> <laughs> give me the list of the um, good stuff you Obviously, like. Billy Woods, and Hot in Places, and Quella Chris, Guns, 
Um, another one, because I haven't listened to it a lot, so I think I'm going to pull back my criticisms of this year because – like a lot of the underground stuff um, that I would typically listen to, I haven't had a chance to get to this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I really, now that I think about it, can't really speak to the overall quality because there's just so much stuff I haven't listened to. Um, but um, outside of the mainstream stuff, so I know mm-hmm. the mainstream is slow, but in, in regards to the, the underground, I, I, I really can't honestly say. Um, I started a couple of projects I heard. But Zarface meets Ghostface mm-hmm. is another one that I listened to, and I and I thought we were going to review it, and I really wanted us to review it because – that shit was dope as fuck. Like that shit was crazy. The beats, we already know the rhymes of that man. Like yeah. that's that that's a given. Yeah. But just them as, as you know a group and to bring in man Ghostface. Woo. Was it better than the Zarface versus Metal or the MF Doom one? It it was. I thought it was. Woo. Yeah. The yeah, MF man. Doom one okay. was not. Yeah. I it I didn't, didn't really hit. It didn't hit for me either, so that's why that's why I'm asking because I haven't checked out the yeah, Zarface Ghostface. Uh, Mike, do you got do you got some albums you want to rank out? Um, yeah, I guess I can throw out a couple. Like like I said, that Billy Woods already. Um, um, the new Aesop Rock project, um, uh, Malibu Ken. That shit is dope. Um, Sadistic's new album, uh, Haunted Gardens, is really good. The new Chesky album, Sad Fat Luck, is really good. But again, these are all um, underground artists. Like I didn't really think about it until y'all started talking. That I'm not really, I don't really have any any mainstream artists that have really jumped in and hit like that. I really wanted to like that that Tyler, and I didn't care for it. I really wanted to like that Schoolboy, and I didn't care mm. for it. So I'm just I'm kind of stuck in that underground mm-hmm. thing right now, and I'm kind of curious to see if that's how it's going to be at the end of the year. If every artist that I've ranked is just some like underground some guy. underground dude, you know. Do you like Griselda? I love you Griselda. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that uh, West Side Gun project was definitely mm-hmm. definitely dope. We keep forgetting about that. Was that, that was that this year or last year? Yeah, it was, was this year. It was this year. Yeah. Yeah. Was it this year? Mm-hmm. I keep thinking it was the end of last year for some reason. It, it seemed like it was early. I don't know yeah. why. Yo, oh, okay. shit. Uh, wait. Yeah, it uh, was this year, uh, wasn't it? Yeah. Benny the Butcher was last year. Yeah, yeah. Benny came at the, 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 the very oh. end yeah. of the Tana Talk, the last yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, that West Side Gun project is really dope. I don't yep. know why I was thinking it was last year. Yep. I'm glad you brought uh, that up. What about you, Nick? Um, I y'all most of the albums y'all mentioned, I, I pretty was rock, pretty much was rocking with. Um, so the albums that I got is just, I guess, just projects. Some yeah. related to hip hop, some not. So I like the. Uh, Anderson Pack Ventura. I thought, oh yeah, I that loved one. It. Yeah, that was dope. So I it, to it. If I that l- one's if if that one counted as hip hop, it's labeled R and B, so I don't count it. But that's the best album I've heard yeah, all year. So I, I really like that. Um, the top Hands of the year, down. Crit dropped TDT. That's um, really good. I really like that, especially with knowing that he's about to drop a full project later on this year or next month. Um, I'm really excited for that. And then the last one that I had, I believe was oh, uh, Gold Link just dropped it out on Diaspora. I really like Gold Link, so. I was I've been listening to that on the way here. What do you think about uh the chick that said Gold Link stole? Did you listen to this? Mm-hmm. You didn't listen to it? <laughs> nah. There's a chick that said Gold Link stole like some stuff from her and she was singing backup for him on tour. Mm-hmm. And then she came out and said he stole like a whole concept or idea from her for Damn. this album. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I, I, I was he just made me think of it. He logic. Yeah, it made me think. He came out and said, he came he out and debunked though. it or whatnot, but it's only like, you can yeah, 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 hit the tweet streets. I might have to take that back. No, 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 I ain't knocking him at all because it is dope, but dope album. I just want to know had you heard about it. Nah, I didn't hear about it. What about you, Ammo, bro? I'm going to keep it brief. Boogie, ASAP, excuse me, Westside Boogie, everything's for sale for sure. 
I, I, of course, currency grants reasonable with static selected. I also like Bum B and static selected too. Yeah. Um, I always want to count Bum B out as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been doing that for about ten years. I'm be honest. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the album, and it's probably because of the production. Everybody that I was looking for this year hasn't dropped yet. So mm-hmm. the first half of the year for me has been super light. Okay. That Iggy, that Iggy hasn't dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that Bum B was hitting for me. Man. Yeah. It didn't hit for yeah. me either. I, I, I like it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. He still rides a beat, but it seems like Bun B is just kind of on autopilot at this point. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like he's not is wack. He's just like. Is it because really of the? Is this like Pimp C thing or nah, no? Pimp C been dead for how many years? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, and he's had good Since albums. After he has that. definitely. He he. I mean, he's he's old, bro. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. We were going over some old source rankings. I forgot that they gave what the the, the Trill Two Trill O Two. That was five mics in the yeah, source. Right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. So that was oh, way after wow. Pimp died too. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, with that being said, I think it kind of gets stagnant too. Bun don't really have a lot to rap about in 2019. That's so, kind of yeah, you know what I mean. He he's a professor he at does Rice. Now, right with that. Yeah, you know I mean, like you got a lot going on. It ain't rap. We want to hear. Yeah. From him. He just but I, I respect voice. him though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. classic voice. What he says. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. He did an interview with Bomani Jones from um, uh, ESPN. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to it? Nah. Man, it was one of the best interviews. He was talking about the uh, creation of Riding Dirty and how uh, mm-hmm. Pimp C put it all together. How they brought in like a live jazz band and oh, he wow. they played like eight hours straight. And he Pimp C was on the computer pulling out the sounds that they needed for the album. Like he said, Pimp was heavy into the production like that. Um, he said he talking about murder that song. Mm. He said he made that specifically for Bun so Bun could showcase his lyrical skills. Uh, it was just That's a dope. whole lot of like, just if you're in this hip hop like that, mm-hmm. just Southern hip hop, it's a great interview. He was talking about how uh, Riding Dirty was recorded. Uh, it was the first album recorded in Pro Tools, I believe yep. he said. And uh, he said, if you listen to that uh, compared to any other album, it's a louder frequency. You can hear it better. Just talking about, he said Pimp was very serious in that. And a lot of people don't know that about Pimp. See how yeah. heavy he was into production right, right. and putting the albums together. He did the first three albums, uh, Super Tight, Riding Dirty, and I can't remember the other one. But too yeah, hard was, to swallow. Yeah, too hard to swallow. He was exactly. upset. You it. Yeah, like too hard with, to swallow feds in town. Exactly. With that yeah, International yeah, Players uh, song, he was upset how Andre came yeah. into it. He mm-hmm. didn't even want him to He didn't want him to do it yeah. like that, exactly. And uh, they reached out. He, he told that story as well. Mm-hmm. That, that song came together because they were going to do a group, 3-6, uh, uh, and UGK was going to be called Underground Mafia. And that beat, yeah, that, that crazy, crazy. Oh, yeah. and the the label wouldn't the Jive wouldn't uh, sign off on it. They had like three or four songs. That was one of the songs, and the reason that um, how uh, Outkast got on there is by way of them just hearing it through industry circles. And he said separately, Andre and Big Boy reached out, and Big Boy reached out was like. I only want, I want to rap on it, but I only want to do the part without the drums. Hence him getting Andre. It. Well, excuse me, Andre did that. Then Big Boy hit him up and was like, "Well, I only want to do this part." <laughs> so they did that separately, and mm. it, it lined up perfectly for how the song did, and that's how it came about. But it was that podcast is great. It's that's called crazy. "The Right Time" with Bomani Jones. It was dope. Yeah, I listened so, to it. I sent it to you. Yeah, yeah, I sent it to you. I like Bomani. Yeah, I love Bomani, man. That's dope, man. And Ride and Dirty, we did our album of the. Or oh, we did my my, my bracket. That's my favorite album. We did my. I I created a bracket of like the all time the all time mixtape and albums and we and I had Spike on the pod and we went through and we debated everyone it was like a three and a half hour podcast yeah. <laughs> and he had Riding Dirty going all the way had, it was Riding Dirty and Me Against the World I had to give the edge mm. to Me Against the World I think it's probably my favorite album yeah okay that's yeah. dope but that Bun B project was dope with mm-hmm. that selector I think it was pretty solid my my contenders so far are Everything's for Sale for sure that's probably the number one spot and then uh El, El Capo might be the Jim Jones project. I just don't want to do recency bias, but I, I really liked that a lot. 
Crash Talk is in there and Rapper Go to League. It's been pretty simple for me. Crash Talk and Rapper Go to League, I felt the same way. Everything I said about 2 Chains, I said the same thing about that Q album. I was like, man, this just... I, he could he could do better, and I still feel like Schoolboy can, but uh, but it, it's just really it's just really grown on me like to where I I got to be honest with myself. I, that's probably the album one of the albums that I listened to the most this year, even though I think it's it's not it's not the best, and I don't think I don't think anything outside of maybe El El Capo and Everything's for Sale will be on my end of the year list right. because I'm so kind of like in indifferent to a lot of them like i even like the father of four offset album and that's like and that's that's how you know it's a stretch when i have that in my in my top like like eight when that offset in there i got shout out to father's day yeah Yeah. 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 that's only it was i was just talking to someone about that like every individual and migos dropped an album and it didn't make any kind of noise at all and that's crazy i thought offset though i think they got the the best one I think the resurgence needs to happen tomorrow. That was yeah. a humble and self check. That was yeah, a check. Yeah, the Migos collective album needs to happen ASAP. Yeah, like just but to no, get them back. With Schoolboy, I see people. I understand. I, I I understand your criticism of Crash Talk, but he was on a run. Like yeah. from Habits and Contradiction, Oxymoron, then Blank Face. Yeah, like three yeah. albums straight, pretty much. And then you give me Crash Talk. I don't. I expect every artist has a dip off, right? Yeah. And his dip off is not as low as others. Right. So even though I feel like Crash Talk was like a compilation of. If you like hard hitting rap, he's got three songs for you there. If you like club mm-hmm. music, he's got three songs yep. for you there. Like he kind of did a little bit of everything, so I, it may not be to what uh, pleased everybody, but he was on a three album run for real. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I never looked at it from a, uh, a macro sense like what you're saying, but I do think that this took a dip, even though I like the album. Yeah. But it did. It's not blank face, and it mm-hmm. definitely ain't oxymoron. So yeah, I, I just see what you're saying. All right. Well, let's get at, before we get out of here. We'll do uh, we'll do just some of the some of the records that are potentially coming this year. And if you guys feel free to nominate anything that you guys have heard, but from a lot of what I've heard, so we know we're getting the um, we know we're getting the the Cole Dreamville thing, and it seems like it's coming very soon because he dropped two tracks the other day. That seems like a big release. Um, I want to point out that Jay Z is still growing his hair, which if you know, mm, you know hip hop, you know what that theory. means. So um, I got the Jay Z hoodie on though, so I'm a little bit biased. But um, Jay Z, so Kanye might might still be coming. We don't know about that. Childish Gambino, again, he didn't drop last year because he was fighting for his royalties, but now that he's got him, I expect that he'll do something soon. I thought he was retired. Yeah. Is this his last, last one? Yeah, this okay. is supposedly his Ooh. last one. Childish Gambino. 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 That's what he says. Yeah, that's what. That exactly. <laughs> I'm never believing a, a rapper retiring ever. Right. But. Um, yeah, the Freddie Gibb and Mad Lib is coming soon. Chance oh, yeah. is coming in July. I mean, these are some of the stuff that are coming. What is what is something that interests you that's coming out? And again, it could be something that I didn't catch on the on this list, here, this short list here. But I haven't heard that this is coming out. But I like to gauge the room on it. Um, what do y'all think if Drake comes out? Would it push a T trolls and drops like simultaneously? Do y'all think that would be a good idea Man, at this point in time? Nah, y'all think no. it's a good idea? Drake will easily outsell him. He so will, but it'll still be a good troll move. Yeah, yeah. well, it's it's a, a, but it, it won't it, hit. It's not a good troll move. You instantly lose. There's no point. No That's a good point. I think I think Pusha already made his point. Like yeah. he, yeah. he yeah. really exposed. Just let it go. He exposed Drake last year. There's no reason to go back. You won. You 
overly won everybody. Yeah. So yeah. Drake yeah. took shots at him on the on the new record. So That's do why. Do you think he should respond at all? Pusha should not respond because the biggest this is ignoring somebody after you already already be. It would be different if whatever Drake said in this song, people were like, "Oh shit!" You about You outshine Pusha T. They're not saying that exactly because everybody knows he's. They like, are you still talking about it? So I yeah exactly. I want to see what the room said, but I feel totally the same way. I feel like everything that he does now should be independent of the fact that me and Drake had this beef. Like now, I told you, I showed y'all what I could do. Now I'm just putting out this dope ass music that everybody likes and I can rap. And Drake sounded hurt on that record too. He was. He sounded hurt. Yeah, you can tell he's still thinking about that. Pusha T got an apartment in his mind. Like the line where he was like, "I'm still thinking about auctioning." Like when he was like, "I'm gonna buy your stuff at an auction," and I think about that daily. Like he talking about Pusha T in my opinion. Like like that's that's sick. That's sick. Hundred percent. Animal Brown, defend your boy. I'm dying right now. Y'all lucky. The Drake slander is killing me. Can you defend it? I can hear it. No. A project that I'm. Uh, looking forward to uh, is that Freddie Gibbs Madlib. Mm. Yeah, I had to. Uh, I initially I've been I've been knowing about Freddie Gibbs for a while, but just recently with FIFO, I've been talking to him a lot. He's been making me go back, and I listen to Pinata. I've been listening to You Only Die Twice. Uh, or you only what's the one he dropped last year? The Freddie Gibbs that I really, Freddie. I, I really, like Freddie. Yeah, Freddie. Freddie. I listen to I Freddie. Really like that. Yeah, I've been li- I just been going through his yeah. catalog and then listening to like the records that he's dropped for Bandana. It's like I'm ready for it. Like I. Madlib's production sounds on point, and then he dropped the song with Anderson Pack, and I'm like, All right, yeah, I, I, okay. you've already yeah. take my money, like <laughs> I'm ready for it. What about you, Ken? Um, I just saw that Q-Tip was dropping an album, mm. The Last Zulu. Oh, he's yeah, been talking about yeah, that for yeah. what since '09. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's probably gonna be talking about <laughs> it next year and the year after. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, but I just saw about it, so I thought that would be that that would be interesting. Um, uh, you know, um, but Danny Brown. Danny mm. Brown got one. That on album one. is uh, executive produced by Q-Tip. Yep. Oh, word. Yeah. yeah. That should be interesting. And Q-Tip got beats on it. Yeah. I don't think he has oh, every. Shit. He yeah, doesn't have every, every beat, beat right. but He's he has beats, on, beats on, it. on it. I didn't know. There's that. a song out. You haven't heard it? It's le- it's, it's a leak of him doing it live though. Hmm. But it sounds dope. It's hmm. way different. It's like old school Danny Brown. Hmm. But it's dope. I got a partner from Detroit. He, he he said that Danny Brown used to be like one of the best lyricists in Detroit, period. Oh, yeah. Before he switched his whole persona oh, yeah. up and everything. He said yeah. he like the bar people to fuck with. Yeah, there. when he was yeah. doing, um, what's that song? Um, I rep this shit right now. Mm-hmm. Bro. Oh, uh, Pro Era. Like, what's it called? Pro Era, New Era. What's the hat that y'all hip hop guys yeah. wear? <laughs> New Era. Yeah, yeah. like, I, I heard Danny Brown because he was walking around passing out mixtapes at a, at a A3C. Mm. And I was like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but I'll take it. And I went home, and the reason I listened to it is because Aesop Rock, who's clearly one of the best lyricists ever, he was on, like, a video being like, Y'all need to listen to Danny Brown. This is way before Danny Brown got hot. He was like, if y'all haven't heard Danny Brown yet, you're fucking up. This guy's one of the best lyricists ever. And I went and put that shit in, and I was like, why is this guy not huge? And it was literally like the next year he blew up. Mm. Wow. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, just to contribute to the conversation, but Q-Tip is the reason why I just don't really kind of get caught up in what's coming because they always say shit's coming and it never happens. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, man, if the album drop. I'll listen to it, and if not, then that's cool. So I, I, I'm always just like they even give I'll you a just, release date. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, yeah. I just right. it just, just it passes just, on by. Yeah, exactly. it just fuck with me. So I, I've never really kind of been big on like looking ahead or what's coming, you know. But um, you know, but and I love that Q Tip Renaissance man. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was like when yeah. that, and that was the last time I think he dropped what. I think 2008. I think so, yeah. Man, it's been a minute for him. Uh, Mike, do you got something uh, that you're looking forward to? 
Um, I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping to run the jewels drops. Mm. Oh um, yeah, it's Killer Mike said it was ready. He said it was ready. Yeah. If it doesn't, then they're uh, fucking. Because they were pretty consistently like it was like a year every year. It it was every year, but it was also like like a calendar year, right? Like or pretty close to it. Like it was like exactly 12 months pretty much yeah. and then this one's been what like a, it's now been a year years, and a half be two years almost when they if, if, Cause, it, if cause it they came in, in december right right so yeah so it's like a year and a half now at this yep. point yeah yep so if, if they drop it in december which everyone is speculating they'll do again they'll drop it at the end of the year then it'll be two years between projects which mm. isn't a long time yeah right but yeah it, i'm really hoping for that um i would definitely want to see that danny brown um i don't know if anybody here listens to uh mr motherfucking esquire but I didn't know he was dropping anything, but this motherfucker just put out a song called Fuckboy, and it's probably the best shit he's ever done. Really? It's hard as fuck. Like, and I stumbled that. upon it because it wasn't really being promoted like mm. that, and I was like, oh, Esquire got something cool. Let me go check it out. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> he's been gone for a minute. He has. This shit, though? Oh, my God. If anything else, I hope he's not setting me up for a schoolboy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where we, we <laughs> oh, heard yeah. the, uh, I forget the name of the song now. Num Num Juice. I hope he's not doing that and then the rest of the album doesn't sound like this. But if, if the rest of the album is like this song, it's going to be definitely a contender. Did he say he has something on the way? Or? Yes. Okay. He said it's on its way. Every rapper's got something on the way. Though. That's Always. true, too. We working. We working. They got an announcement for an yeah, announcement. Yeah, we working. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spike, we working. Spike, what's something you're looking forward to heavy? Um, not the biggest Meek Mill fan, uh, but I, I do like what he did with the the last album, Championships, and I'm interested to see him continue to grow. Uh, Oodles and Noodles, baby, was probably one of my favorite songs of last year. So I'm interested to see him grow as an artist, uh, expand his conversations as far as what he has going on outside of the booth uh, with the prison reform and just him growing up and adding that content to his music. I'm interested to see can he do that with his summer package that comes out. So that's, that's I would say him, yeah. Meek Mill. Meek conversation and to me meek just doesn't strike me as um he he hasn't really he hasn't really found a way to blend both his uh both his introspective side and his and his mainstream side that's what i'm waiting on exactly and i think and i really want to see him do that so i'm always giving meek the chance but like with championships like i'm returning to maybe three records off that 18 track album so like i can't even really say that album was that good to me honestly Mm. I, I don't know, because, I, I, again, I still have to disagree with you, because I think he, he can do both, uh, and he's shown that he, he can do it well. I just think that the pri- it's like the prison stints have kind of breaking up his momentum. Like, whenever he seems like he's riding high and he's about to ascend, he gets locked up, or he goes he does something that is idiotic, and then it just is stumped. Like, you forget about him, and then he comes back hard. So mm. now that he's out, and now that it seems like everything is working for him, and he's in a better space... Because he's off the drugs now, mm-hmm. as he talked about in multiple interviews. Yeah. I think that this is where this album, even though Championships is really, really well put together, maybe this upcoming album will be what you were expecting as far as, oh, okay, now this is the meek that I wanted to hear. He's arrived. He's arisen. He's good to go. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, I'm gonna listen to it. Of course, like I want to see him. I want to see him step into that lane and grow. The one I'm interested in, I want to get the feel for the room before we wrap this up, is Big Sean. I'm I'm super geeked for it. Ken, I don't 
I don't think we've why, actually had a why. big con- Sean conversation, but judging by the Big Sean Lil Wayne video, I assume you're not the biggest <laughs> Big Sean fan. They had why a video. You, why are you a, a viral? Why are you anticipating Big Sean? Because I, I mean, why is anybody outside of Detroit? Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold, whoa. On. hold on, let me finish this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Outside <laughs> of Detroit, and I'm not only just talking about the city, but also that project. What has he? I would like Big Sean, regardless of where he's from. Dark I know Sky that. Paradise. I see. I'm not even the biggest fan of but that. His, but his, but his that, best albums fire, come from when Kanye is really on the hands on, and to me, that's a that's a bad sign that you can't. Because if you look at what other artists, like you look at a YG, not to say like he's better, YG's better. I'm just saying. But for example, like when him and Mustard was having that issue, he he dropped what was it, the first album called? Uh, My the Crazy, My Crazy Life. And then the second was still Brazy. There's no drop off, even though Mustard wasn't on that. So you would think that. At least me going into Still Braze, like, oh, Mustard's not on this project? Like, he may drop off. That was, like, his partner. But he didn't. So with Big Sean, it's like, it's off and on. Like, his first album was was okay. Second album was Terrible. meh. Mm. Then he came back with Dark Sky Paradise. And I, then this other album. I decided. I decided was, like, it, it was a fart and a win. It came and went. You know what I mean? Like, nah, man. Wait, I so, dis- so, so. I strongly disagree. <laughs> so let me. Uh, the, what's I the disdain with Big Sean on y'all? Is just the inconsistency? Because, I mean. I think it's inconsistent. He can rap, right? Yeah, we, we, all are, uh, we know yeah, he can rap. I'm okay, not saying he's you. trash. I'm just right. saying it's very inconsistent. <laughs> oh, Ken, you ain't giving him. You ain't even giving him that? Nah, man. I can't. Jeez. You can't. Big Sean can't Tell me why. Man. I got to hear this. It's just like or what what level can yeah, like, you rap? Okay, well, first let me context it. So when you say someone can rap, like yeah. give me your like the the bar spitter. Like give me give me your so gauge. I'm, give me I'm, your gauge. I mean, you know, I'm I'm old school, yeah, man. Yeah. So you know, uh of course Rakim. Right, I'm, right, right, gotcha. You know, Chuck D, like I'm you know, Cube, like Daddy Kane, Kane, like those. That, like, yeah, gotcha. so that that's where I'm coming from. I even throw Kendrick in there okay, now. Okay. Um, I, I just for what he does, I throw Gibbs. So I'm, 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 I'm Bar, a bars, bars. Yeah, 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 gotcha, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but Big with, Sean's got bars, bars. No, he, come on, he's in Okay, let he's me ask you this. Let me ask you this for context because I think I see where you're going. Would you compare Big Sean to Ludacris and look at them in that same lane? I, well, like Ludacris, you know, he can rap. Ludacris, your comparison of Ludacris to Two Chains was apropos. It was like okay. per, I, I was like. I never thought about it that yeah. way, but you were spot on. Okay. Because he comes across corny, but when you break it down, Ludacris can fucking rap. Okay, true. I haven't I haven't really heard uh Big Sean do like a bar fest, man. Like oh, I, I man, just I've I just rap off snap. of like if you take the beat away, take the all the instrumentation and just say the words itself, does it still hit? Like you could to me, I can say some push a T bars like whether the beat is on or not, that's still gonna touch your soul. Yeah, you when might, it comes to Big Sean, it's like it just come across yeah, like what corny. Like, corny. Yeah, okay. it's like yeah. Yeah. some reaches. He reaches sometimes. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying he's a horrible rapper or anything, but I just think that for I, people want him to put him in that top five, like mm-hmm. right now, like as far as like between you know Drake, Kendrick, Cole. He's people yeah. want to put yeah, him. Yeah, people want to say he's him and Chance are like the two that are like right outside of that top tier, and that's what I that's what I have them as. I. I don't totally think Chance yeah, I, I don't was, think Chance can rap. I don't think he got a shot. Chance don't have enough catalog for you yeah. to put him up there. But what I would say for Sean, and I, we said this on our show, I think that he is right outside, but I think that he has to body somebody on that top tier. Like the Kendrick thing, I think that was Apple right there for him. If you want to body me, if you're trying to get in here, then you got to do this. But Cole, Drake, Kendrick, like he got to take one of those guys out. He has to show like the the, the kamikaze, like fuck them, fuck this, I'm going in, I'm, I'm going to give them bars, like you say. And I don't think that he's – that guy. That's what I will he, take away if from If you want to go back to he's basketball, he's Kyle Lowry. 
Mm. He's a five-time all-star. That is disrespectful. He's a, he's a numerous all-star, but he got to win a chip for me to be like, all right, this is he just got one. That is that's what I'm, I'm just saying like – that's what I'm saying. What album? Oh, you said saying Kyle Lowry got one. I'm just saying, like, with Big Shot, is like, what album can you really be like? I, I, I I'll give you Dark Sky. Dark Sky. I, Dark Sky yeah, I stapled. I stapled. Sky I decided. I stapled as that. I, I love good, that man. album, front I, to I, back. I, it is incredible. He like, got he got washed on some of them records though yeah. that he was supposed to be rapping on, like even Amigos record. So, like, like Offset, Offset came record. in like I yeah. sacrificed Doug like yeah, yeah Doug. like did. it was like come on man I thought they like, were I thought yeah I mean I see, I see what you're saying I can see how people would assume that like I don't feel like Bishon got washed on any of those records like maybe like if I'm listening back to those verses maybe like maybe he got beat here or there but like it wasn't like it wasn't like there wasn't a point in that album where I was just like where I was just like damn Sean except that one song uh, there's one song off of the album I don't like and I can't remember. It's the um, hold on. I gotta pull up the track list because it's so it, it, it was it was really bad. It was the one um, not not moves because moves was, was you was know what? Why are you doing that? Like yes, Dark Skies Paradise is probably like his, his strongest album. Okay. album in his discography. All right, everything after that. Uh, it's, it's rough. Like how man. many yeah. how many albums are you really going back to with Big Sean? The Detroit mixtape. Yeah. I've heard. But look how long. About but Detroit. look how far back you're going. Yeah, now. You know what I'm saying? Like people. Can you, but yeah, if, the hip hop man. This is, this is very interesting to me because I mean y'all y'all's opinion on Sean ain't far off because I, I I've heard people that say this mm-hmm. and to double down on that like usually you get a little bit of love of where you're from like I've never heard one person from Detroit say they like that's Big what, that's what my friend no Kalo one from said, Detroit yeah. likes Big Sean that's amazing to me that he's made it this far and this popular and people every time you ask someone from Detroit like we're from Nashville so people ask us about Young Buck regardless of how we feel about him we still gonna be like oh yeah I mean it's Buck it's a it's a Almost adequate representation of our city. Yeah, no one says that about Big Shines, and I find that surprisingly interesting. He's very he fortunate. He's a very fortunate rapper. Like, yeah, he is. He's been in, he has the, been. The records he's been on. Now that y'all are talking, it makes me like, think he's very look, fortunate. You look right? At it, look at his hit records or the records that he's charted on with other artists. Like there are very fortunate huh. situations because yeah. most other artists don't get those opportunities. Right. Like yeah. he's on a song with Jay Z and Kanye. Like how many yeah. other but, artists? But, say he, that? He, yeah. but he, I mean, he's he has the industry behind him, right? So like. You said Kanye, like Big Sean might be a plant. Now, he, I think he, I, and I think he's somewhat. <laughs> nah. I don't, like, no, I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not gonna go that far. I give, I, I respect Sean as again as a rapper, but fortunate. Didn't you say you use the word fortunate? Yes. Okay. I, I here's why I will agree with that. Maybe not go as far as a plant, but either way, but he 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 came about during a time where the internet was, was, was they were making stars, mm-hmm. Kendrick, uh, Kid Cudi, Wiz, Big, Wiz Khalifa, yeah. all those guys. Wiz Khalifa fell off. Where's Mac he Miller? At? Mac Miller, all these guys. Big Sean was part of that. He just happened to link up with Kanye West, and Kanye and, and that added to his stardom. His yeah. stardom because Pete and Kanye West because he was the first one that came out on good music, right? I believe nah, so. It, it was John Legend. John oh, Legend was John Legend. We're talking about from the, the news, internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, these new guys you. that nobody was. Well, I think with. Cuddy. The rapping to the oh, yeah. rapping for Kanye at the radio station. Right, right. right when he caught him outside yeah. with the freestyle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so right. Kanye West was still that man to a lot of people. So if he going back to what you were saying earlier, if he co-signed you, people that can't think for themselves is gonna follow and be like, yo. If Kanye fuck with Big Sean, I fuck with Big Sean. It's what Wayne did with Drake. Like, Drake, Drake, I honestly don't think Drake would be as hot as he is if it wasn't for that Wayne back. Because look at, look at everything about Drake 
makes he should I don't not know if I can say that. He should not be that dude. He's yes. a he's Canadian. He's Jewish. That's like he's, I'm gonna like, tell you what you're like, saying. Like, no, That's like saying Michael Jackson shouldn't be that dude though. No, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm just saying at the time he came out, hip hop wasn't in a space that would have taken him without any kind of cosign. Nah, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like when, and and just like with Kanye, Kanye that was graduation era true, when true, he got with true. Big Sean. Wayne was, you know, Carter Three oh, era when he got it, with yeah. Drake. Like anybody, anything that it wasn't Wayne touched, cosign though, bro. Like so far gone was yeah. the cosign. No, but it was no, the album. But he was on that album, and his some of his biggest Those records songs, on so far gone. But best I ever had was successful. He, oh successful. No, yeah. no, I'm not again. I'm not. I get what you're I'm saying. Not saying. I'm just saying you're like, trying to make you're helped. trying to make a correlation between the two because Wayne was there, and you know, kind of saying that. Oh well, if Wayne fuck with him, I fuck with him. But that album and the yeah. songs on the album. I think me and Ken enough. agree on this one. Like, Drake was just a lot more talented. I'm talking than about Big Sean. Move, moving them to yes. that next level of yeah. mainstream. Like he would been, I, I he think, been held it down underground because he was an underground dude for a minute. He yeah, had comeback season. He was fucking with Fontaine. And, and that them. shit was like, popping. Exactly. So nobody was out. If it was more of like, if you know, you know. It's not more of like now where it's like Drake is a verb. You know what I'm saying? No, Drake pulled the logic. He just did it way better than anybody else because he's an actor at the end of the day, right? Yeah. yeah. So he was doing the underground shit that, you know, because uh, he had Fonte, he had Eric Robinson on the track. Um, he had all these people, and that was kind of like in during that time, right? Because little brother was hot, so he was doing a little brother shit. He said that was his favorite artist. Yeah, they and he yeah. wasn't even on the first Houston, album. He went to Houston, got with that trap shit, and started putting out something different. Got with Wayne, and maybe they changed up his whole sound, like Wayne did with Nicki Minaj, because she yeah. was doing with the Gucci bar shit down here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then he came out with a whole different sound. If you look at Drake's career, he is a copycat. Artist. We're talking about Big Sean. Get back to Big Sean. I just killed your boy. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But he and he's he's. It's like the worse his music becomes, the worse his music becomes, the more popular he becomes because people just don't like to just think. They just take what's given to him. He on a rant. Get back to Big Sean. Why? So Drake's career is over. <laughs> he over here hype, man. You got him, you right. got him hot. <laughs> All right, man. You can was, come back, man. You can come yeah, back to the show. Yeah, that's that funny. Was, that's right, funny. your voice back. That was, that was a ledge that <laughs> just yeah, That's an open invite to come yeah. debate there, right? Well, yeah. I, I think this next Big Sean project, it will make or break him as far as will he get into that five, like that top five slot. Because he's at already this, into a lot no, of people, in though. I don't yeah, think so. I think he's the Not to you, understandably, but to the consensus. Just a lot of I I think the consensus is Big Sean is next. Like, yeah. I think you go Drake, my bad. You go Drake, you go Kendrick, you go Cole, and then I think everybody agrees it. So there Sean. is no five then. No, it's, it's three. Those it's are three. No, that's three. three. Yeah. yeah, that's the three. Okay. Those are top three, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Because I think 100%. I honestly think Wale's a better rapper and artist. Here we go. Than now I feel about Wale how you probably feel about it. Wale can rap, in my opinion, but he's just it's too much attitude that comes with it. Therefore, people turned off. Of yeah, it. and I agree with that. Yeah, I agree like, with that. But the product, like for the product that he re- releases, I think is a- except shine. Shine was just marketed wrong. I think that was a good project. I don't think I the think, music was good. I think album about nothing. Mm-hmm. That's his best work. Oh yeah, yeah. I think but, that's his best work. And let's get back to Shine, and then we'll and then we'll and then we'll wrap. Yeah, because I want to get on we Wale went, too. <laughs> I did not mean to start this whole conversation. <laughs> this but is what they people people me, tuned in yeah. for this on the podcast. Yeah, they want yeah. this content. Oh yeah, but when it comes to Big Shine, I want to I want to echo two points. And the one thing that Spike. It, mentioned which was mm-hmm. really interesting is how nobody from Detroit is really rocking with Big Sean like that. that. I'm sorry, Chris. <laughs> you <laughs> think this that? is good? I think it was Shine. Yeah. I think it was just marketed wrong. Nah. Now you must you like you're a Wale Wale. No, I'm man. not a Wale Wale Wale. I'm just saying as far as 
You might. I let, think you're in let us get this out yeah, real yeah, go quick. Ahead, go Chris. ahead. Hold on. No, no, no. I want to hear this. No, nah, because I think Sean, the 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 singles that he dropped were not rep, a good representation of the album. And I think if you would if you would have did different album cuts, the album would have done perform better. Now I'm not saying that's his best project. I just don't think it's as shitty as I, everybody says. I didn't listen it is. to any of the singles. I listened to the album and threw that shit in the garbage. Yeah, sure. I got this rule. And the same thing with basketball sports. If you got to say, hey, I'm the greatest, then I don't think that you necessarily are. I had a problem when LeBron came out and said that even though he has the, the, the stats and accolades to back it up. Oh, hell no, you don't. But go ahead. Oh, <laughs> but I feel like that Wale spends too much time worried about us considering him top tier. Like, I'm going to go to Complex and I'm going to scream off on people. But I'm going to hit Twitter and scream off on people. I'm going to let y'all know every quarter. Hold on. I'm going to let y'all know every quarter that you should consider me with Drake, Cole. Like, bro, if if, if that's the case, then we would be doing it. And I'm, I ain't talking to you. I'm talking about no, Wale. No, I guess, yeah, I no, mean, yeah. And if that's the case, then we should be doing it. And I think that takes away from his overall game. Like, he can rap his ass off. He's creative. He's entertaining. But people just get so sick of the shit. Like, bro, you're complaining about a job that 90% of black males want. Like, you a rapper, dude. You get to wear fly kicks. You get to sit court side of the game. And I think when J. Cole addressed him and was talking to him in that verse, that was perfect for Wale. Like, you you have to understand your position and why people are turned off from you because you complain about but it like, so much. But, like, athletes, they're all delusional to a certain this extent, a right? So you fact. have to be because this is this industry is not meant for us to really succeed. True. So when you're talking about, like, the, the records he drops, he drops a hit single pretty much every album yeah, or, like, every, or like every season. So it seems like if my numbers are backing it up, if like if the if I can still bring out crowds, if I can still do this, then why am I not in? It? I've been rock since that double XL freshman cover list. I've, I've been still rocking. been here. Yeah. Most yeah. of those niggas on that list are Ooh. not irrelevant or not popping right now. So it's just like I've I've stand the test of times, and I and again it does sound like I'm heavy Wale, but I'm just saying <laughs> you Wale Wale. Like I'm just you saying DC. like there's 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 a good argument for him, and I think people should really look at his catalog holistically and be like, bro, if you really break down these records, these records. I agree. Is, is, is really mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. to yeah. be continued. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry yeah, Chris, got, I, Chris I got to catch a flight. I know so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to catch a whole a whole Wale and Drake <laughs> ledge, but I'm gonna let y'all live on that ledge. I'm I'm probably living on this big Sean ledge right here. But I I wanted to speak to two points, and that was the first point that Spike had about mm-hmm. Big Sean not getting love in Detroit, and that is something that my my friend, one of my good friends, Kalo, said on my podcast when we reviewed. I decided it was that. Big Sean is, like, this big guy. Like, why isn't Detroit embracing him? Like, y'all are fooling because Big Sean has a good message. He's a good artist and, like, all that. Like, why isn't Detroit repping him? So he challenged that. So I'm glad that that somebody else brought that up. And the second point, to speak with Big Sean and, like, why I feel like like there's an inconsistency is because he's an artist that dropped. I just looked at all his releases. All his releases are at least two years and change apart. Mm. And that, to me, I don't think Big Sean's, I don't want to say earn the right, mm. but I feel like I feel like like a Kendrick can take two, three years. That's fine. J. Cole can take two, three years. That's fine. Drake can take two, three years. That's fine because they're that big. I feel like Big Sean never got to that status to where to where he can he can do that like now i decided is two years and some change old it that was in february 2017 like we don't really count the metro booming because that just sounded like a bunch of 
records in the vault yeah, that yeah. didn't really sound like I, I, anything. So I think two points for that is just for one, he doesn't really have a universally acclaimed classic album. Yeah, and like that's what tiers. he needs. And number two, even when it's off season for him, when it's not album mode, what records He's is he getting? Quiet. What records Who's is John? he getting on to keep his name out there? Yeah. You know, like you yeah, look at Cole quiet, was quiet but, too. No, but Cole no, Cole been killing Cole it the was last on, year. Yeah, but, but Cole had four. But I do agree when he dropped out of Forest Hills Drive. My prediction for that year that he should have stepped on people's throat. And I think he took a year off and got quiet. But I do think that he's kind of made up for that recently with all the Yeah, he was on Ari Lennox's uh, most yeah, recent trying, album. He's he trying was, to kill people. He was oh, on yeah. uh, Black's album that had a big record. Like, Cole dropped. Like, he yeah. makes. He was on Anderson Pack. But that's what he's saying now. But yeah. historically, when he's dropped the album. He, he take too much time off. And that's why he hadn't been able to claim that spot. But I think he got it now. I want to touch on the Deshaun thing that you said. Meeting people from Detroit, and I, you're a Pistons fan. Like, I, Detroit yeah, is a different. Both of y'all. Detroit is a different place. Like, it. it and the first thing that people say, and I hate getting into the uh, he's real and he ain't real, but there's a certain type of eh uh, you got to have to be from Detroit. And people from Detroit want you to have that, especially if you're going to be out here representing them. And I just Big Sean just doesn't represent that. And it don't take anything away from him as a man or anything of that nature. But, like, Detroit people, like I said, when we were talking about Buck, Young Buck and we from Nashville, though we may not be fans of everything that he's did and there's some sketchy stuff out there, He's an adequate still representation of what some people from Nashville are. I just don't think that Big Sean is that for people from Detroit. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like Ti like with Atlanta per se, or Kendrick yeah. with Compton. People look at them, or Nipsey, Nipsey from Mississippi. People look at them like, ah, oh, that's oh, I just seen him at the store, yeah. not that person per se, but someone just like them. Yeah. And when you go around Detroit, you don't see just, Big just Sean. Just like with the uh, representation between like a ASAP Rocky and a J Joey Badass as far as New York. Yeah. Like you look at Big Sean and it, I'm not saying he's on the same level as Eminem but like that of representation of Detroit it's not you, would, you would Big Sean is a flashy dude just like ASAP yeah. but as far as when it comes to representing like that grit of Detroit because it is a gritty city. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you that's Eminem that's you know want. what I'm saying and just like with New York that's Joey Badass like, I agree with you that. You know what I'm saying that, that's where I think the I understand with it I just think that Detroit should claim Big Sean because I think but, he's but he he doesn't doesn't Chris like I hear what you I'm saying, but yeah, yeah whatever. But they yeah. don't because he doesn't fit into it, it the rappers that, that Detroit are is. known for. Roy but he's Stephon at the nine, spot. Obi but he's at the spot now where where. But he doesn't rap like them, right? Though. That's no, the problem. He doesn't. Have, go ahead. I I feel you. Like I feel like I I feel what you guys are all saying mm -hmm. is warranted. Like he should have some of that. He should like embrace some of that. And I get why there is the disconnect. But I feel like man, like these fans, like when he's at a platform, like if you put the city behind you and you're and you're spreading a positive message, like Big Sean is. Like, bro, I I, I don't you see. You saying like I don't see why you should. No, I I understand everything you're saying. Um, positive message. Okay, great, fine. But <laughs> what I'm saying is the quality of rapper he is compared to the rappers that Detroit are known for. The ilk is different. We're, yeah, we're it's talking about it's a different kind bars. of cloth. So yeah, it's a different kind of cloth. Royce the. Yeah. Royce the Five Nine and Big Sean, Royce Eminem my, and, one of my and Big rappers Sean. Ever. You know, uh, we can go down the list. Danny yeah. Brown, you know, Danny Brown, mm -hmm. he doesn't rap like them, so that's why Detroit doesn't claim him because, as a rapper, he's not one of them. He's just a rapper that so outside of the, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's that's what he is. But he but he also like, I feel what you're saying, but I don't know. I I would. I'm not putting them in that class at, we're, at we're all. Not, or yeah, even we're close. talking about the city right. embracing him. Embrace. Like, yeah, it, even YT, though, I loves Atlanta. It's just like, like that. That is Atlanta. Like you could look from anywhere on the outside looking in and be like, well, what is Atlanta? Like, what is an Atlanta person? The way Ti talks, he carries himself. Just the way that he's able to be out and around in the city without harm per se. 
Big Sean just doesn't come with that. So people, oh, I get it. people from Detroit, even more so than Atlanta people, like they want to see that. And I feel like that's why T Grizzly, for example, he ain't nowhere near the level of rapper that Big Sean is. But the city loves him. They embrace him. Yeah. Payroll, Giovanni, I would say. Uh, yep. Those people, like, they love them just because they represent Detroit. The stories that they tell, everything, it says Detroit. Big Sean was someone who you said was very privileged in the career that he was able to stumble upon. Mm -hmm. He's cold, he can do what he does, but the stories and stuff is just not there. I, yeah, the I, I, I agree 100% with what you guys say. I, I totally see the disconnect, but my thing is with Big Sean, like with him doing a positive message, being in a high place, and if you look at Big Sean, he always reps Detroit every chance he gets. He, does, he always tries to do the right thing. So like that would be like, for example, like if uh -uh. I if I became a, a big superstar rapper, like I don't have, I'm not from Detroit, like I'm near, from near Detroit, but if I if I didn't have that big like you know if I didn't have that Detroit grit in me and everything, but I still had a positive message, I was still putting on for the city. But like see, why wouldn't the but city? The city don't like that. Like, it don't work that way. And I, right. I'll give you a perfect example. I just feel like that's I, wrong, though. Like, I, if, if, because he's trying to do the right thing. But you right can't force for the city. it. You can't force it. And I'll give you a perfect example. It's Chance the Rapper. He, nothing about Chance is anything like drill music or the other part of Chicago Point. that we see. Yes. But still, Chance embodies Chicago. Not because of the guns, not because of anything like drill music and killing people, but you still look at Chance and. That's Chicago. Like, this is just the other side of Chicago. And then you talk to the artists like G Herbo or Lil Bibby. They always say, well, Chance was always a little weird kid that was running around the block and he was talking about his raps at 12, 13 years old. But still, that's Chicago. There are kids like that in Chicago. I don't think that people see kids like Big Sean. And, and that's why it doesn't translate. It doesn't cross over. They see kids like Big Sean on TV. They see kids. Mm -hmm. Like, they had that clip out not too long ago where they showed Big Sean rapping with his eighth grade class like on a field trip with a lot of kids and stuff. That's what Big Sean is. He's like this thing that you've seen on TV. He's this creation that came that was helped out by Kanye West. Though he's very good at his job, he's still not Chance. When people say they see Chance, I seen him on the block. I seen him in the studio when we were working on our albums. I seen him around the rest of the people that made this city musically big, the promoters, the managers, the different producers that are of the ilk of that city. Uh, Sean never had to go through that. I never had to work in the trenches of Detroit. I never had to work with the people who made this city musically or set this foundation out there. And okay. I think that's what he's missing. Okay, I get that. Yeah. I 100% get that. That is that is a great but point. It, and, a, I, but and I understand. And I and I can now I can agree mm -hmm. with that. But I just yeah. I just still would just plus you got a flight. If to somebody catch. Yeah, yeah, plus I got a flight <laughs> to catch. But when it comes to this, I just don't get why. I mean, I do get now now that you explain it that yeah. way, but I just wish they would still embrace him because he is. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the right um, thing, and then know? there's other like um, Nolan the Ninja. I don't know if you heard mm -hmm. of him and Black Milk. Yep. I heard of Black Milk. Yeah, Nolan all of these the other guys, man. Like, they've they've been grinding. They and they are of the city. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and when I was up there, I was like in the city. I wasn't like on the outskirts of the city where the big shuns would live. <laughs> I guess. See, I and that's one of the you things, know, outskirts, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just different, man. But I will say this. Royce the 5'9", did publicly endorse him on Twitter. I don't mm -hmm. know if it was some industry shit or whatever. No, it's I not industry. And, and I don't know if he was really yeah, real, real. rocking with him. So, but, it's real, real. You know, and B, one of, the, uh, one of the guys on Dead End, he's from Detroit, and, you know, all the people don't really fuck with him like that. He's really like he's like the logic of Detroit. It's like, yeah, you rap, but yeah, eh, come on, don't do, don't, don't do the <laughs> no. Logic. But I, I think your main point I, is that I if you're you. from a city and if and if you're represent if a good representation of it, you should be embraced. Yeah. And in theory, ideology like wise, that makes sense. 
but in in reality, not, you like who you like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you relate yeah. to who you relate. Exactly. To. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's a great place to wrap it up. Mike. Mike had to leave, so that's why that's why he was quiet. Uh, but everybody, I'll let you guys plug all your content because this was a major crossover and this was a really great opportunity. I know um, I'm open to putting this on all of our platforms, but for those for those that are listening on my platform and don't know who you guys are, go ahead and go around the table and uh, plug 100%. your stuff. I am Spike Lou um, on Instagram and Twitter uh, from the On Deck TV podcast. I uh, just recently separated, still celebrated. I've been talking for seventy-two hours. Uh, three hundredth episode. Uh, Chris came in town for it. Got to finally link up with the dead end guy. So we're really appreciative of that. But um, check out everything we have on RealvilleMedia.com. Uh, go to all the uh, websites on Deck TV podcast on all social media. Uh, we appreciate. You setting this up, Chris. I appreciate talking to you guys, having a good conversation. Hopefully, we can do it again soon. And like I said, I am Spike Lou. Right. Uh, your boy Animal underscore Brown. Uh, maybe next time I have my voice back when we rap. <laughs> um, but yeah, On Deck TV podcast on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube.com slash On Deck TV podcast. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, uh, Mr. No Disrespect. Uh, you can catch me on Dead End Sports. Uh, you can catch me on Frames Per Second podcast. Uh, my own podcast, No Disrespect. That's, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NDR513. And you can follow me personally uh, on Instagram and Twitter at W E S I S I number 11. Uh, yes, uh, Kenneth Inch. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Kenneth B. Inch. And I'm uh, with Dead End, Dead End Hip Hop. Um, so you can catch everything on probably the best place to go is youtube.com slash Dead End Hip Hop. That's where all the videos reside. And, um, and if you want to catch the back catalog, go to deadendhiphop.com. Um, also on all of the other shows that's on the Dead End <laughs> Podcast Network, uh, like Nick mentioned, Is the Mic Still On, Dead End Sports, um, Frames Per Second. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a bunch, man. So if you guys are into podcasts, uh, just go to deadendpodcast.com and check that out. And, um, yeah, and that's it. All right. Well, I'm Chris Platy. For those of you that are listening that don't know who I am, uh, the host of Strictly Hip Hop and Strictly Hoop Talk, a podcast that's partnered with Dead End. Um, I recently came to Atlanta to do work with all of you guys, and I got to meet you guys. And thank you, Ken, for letting us use the studio. It's greatly appreciated. Um, this was a this was a really really fun sure. event. Yeah, was, I'm glad it. we had to have this this crossover. I'm glad we made this happen. And I will truly be offended if you guys if Dead End and On Deck TV don't link until <laughs> I'm back in Atlanta. So now we're gonna make it happen. Most yeah. definitely, we're gonna make it happen. I enjoyed myself thoroughly today. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, and have a good night. Peace. Peace. Peace.